So what makes me different? That's a fair question. I still have and run my own seven-figure online store. I know a lot of coaches out there have already sold, closed, or never even had an online store. So I guess that one, that makes me different. I'm in it on a day-to-day basis. I feel your pain when something changes in Facebook ad land. I feel your pain when Shopify blanks out. I am right there doing it day after day in it and I love it. And I guess that's what makes me different if I have to be honest. Welcome to the Online Store Success Podcast with me, Jody Minto. If you have or are planning on launching your very own online store, you are in the right place, my friend. I'm your host, Jody Minto, an award-winning e-commerce mentor, online fashion business owner, and speaker based on the central coast of New South Wales. I started my own online fashion store from scratch as a side hustle when I was working full-time in the corporate world, juggling young children and living in the Middle East. Today, that side hustle is a seven-figure-a-year online fashion brand with stockists and customers all over the world. Join me each week for real talk, lessons and strategies that I used in order to build up Island Code to the million-dollar-a-year business it is today. The lessons and strategies I share with you each week will help you build and scale your very own successful e-commerce fashion business too, because I know how my life has changed for the better after launching my own business, and I want the same for you. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Online Store Success with me, Jody Minto. Today, we are talking about the metrics and analytics you need to measure on your online store. I know this sounds kind of boring and a little bit dry. However, as business owners, we really need to be able to wrap our head around these numbers because inside of this data and these analytics is so much gold and information on how we can scale our sales. Often when we launch our online stores, it's because we have this beautiful product or idea that we want to share with the world and we're coming from a really creative space. We're all about the website design and colors for our logo and fonts and things like that. But once we've started making sales in our business, we need to be able to look at this and understand our analytics and our metrics in order to know what's working and what's not. We need to wear many hats as an online store owner Um, and it's not just that creative visionary one which most of the time is where we fall into. I know I'm more of that kind of creative and visionary and I love marketing but the numbers side of thing is sometimes not the most exciting part of my business. But once you manage to understand them and know which numbers you need to be paying attention to, it becomes more fun, I guess you could say, in that you can go in and and get insights into what, out of all that hard work you're doing in your online store, in your business, what's working and where you could uh, make more sales. So understanding your analytics and metrics is absolutely crucial because like I said, they contain such powerful insights as to the next steps we should take. I know I often will come to the office and sit in front of my computer and think, "Mm, what am I going to do? What should I be focusing on today? Should I be doing Facebook ads? Should I be looking at the next collection? Should I be looking at uh, email uh, EDMs for this week? Like where should I be focusing? So by coming in and looking at our analytics on a regular basis, it will tell us where we should be focusing our time and energy. Now, I 
would love for you to save this episode, download it to your phone so you can come back to it when you have more time if you're in the car or driving or at the gym right now and you don't have a pen and paper, I want you to come back to it another time when you do have a pen and paper handy so that you can take down these notes and I'm going to share with you the metrics that are most important to to pay attention to. I'm also going to share some of the industry benchmarks and what my metrics are for Island Co. so you can compare and see where you sit. So it is, I know, like I said, the analytics and the number side of thing is often people's least favorite part of the business. But once you are confident knowing what you're looking at, you will find that you start to enjoy it more and you will be able to make better, more informed decisions on what you should be doing next in your business. Okay, let's get started. The very first metric And probably, dare I say, one of the most important metrics I want you to be all over and checking on a monthly basis is your conversion rate. So I spoke a little about our conversion rate uh, in in the last episode, so do go back and watch that. Sorry, not watch that, listen to that if um, if you like and want a little bit more insights into that. But what our conversion rate is, is the percentage of visitors that actually buy or convert on our website. This is your number of sales divided by the number of visitors over a space of time. I look at this on a monthly basis. You can look at it. Uh, you could look at it on a weekly or even a daily basis. But I wouldn't suggest looking at it on a daily basis unless you're getting lots and lots of volume of visitors because it might not give you enough information on a day-to-day basis or even maybe on a weekly basis unless you're getting thousands of visitors to your website a day. So if you're you know, your traffic's not huge. I'd suggest looking at this on a monthly basis to see what your conversion rate is. And the the idea here is to con- consider whether or not it's drastically changed month on month. And if so, doing some problem solving to figure out why. Now, an industry benchmark for a good conversion rate for e-commerce is 2 to 3%. So that means for every 100 visitors that come to your website, if everything's going well, you can be happy if you're getting two to three orders from those 100 visitors. I can tell you in all honesty that that number is actually hard to achieve. And for Island Co, we often sit around 1% to 1.5%. If we hit a 2%, I am happy. Now, there's many different things that can affect your conversion rate. And often these are things that are outside of our control. Um, And what I would also recommend you do is check your conversion rates per country because I in Island Co are currently running ads to Australia, New Zealand and the US. And from time to time, I think, oh, you know, we haven't, um, you know, there hasn't been many sales for say New Zealand for a while. And I'll go in and have a look at my analytics, um, both in Shopify, uh, in Google Analytics, and even in Facebook ads and and see what's going on. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll look at it and New Zealand will have a really high conversion rate. It'll be sitting at two or 3%, while Australia might be at 1% and the US might be at uh, less than 1%. And I think, right, okay, well, that tells me I need to spend some more uh, time and effort and dollars marketing to New Zealand because I know that for every 100, 100 visitors from New Zealand, 2% or 3% will buy. So knowing even by country what your conversion rate is will give you lots of valuable information as to where you should be focusing your attention and your marketing dollars. Now, like I said, 
there's elements within our business that we often can't control which will affect our conversion rate. For example, if you've sold out of your best-selling product or if it sells out quite quickly or if you've sold out of your most popular sizes, that will definitely can uh, affect your conversion rate in a negative way. On the flip side, if you all of a sudden ho- hold a store-wide 50% off sale and you've just sent out an email and uh, promoted it on social media, your conversion rate will look a lot better because you're offering a great deal and you will find that those people that are coming in across are more likely to buy because you've got everything on sale. Now, I'm not suggesting you go away and do that, but just know on those days that you are offering some sort of flash sale, you will probably find that your conversion rate is higher. So that's why I recommend looking at over the course of, say, a week, a fortnight or a month to see if there's any um, you know, information there that you need to know. Also, you can consider and and you can find this inside of Google Analytics, what landing pages have the best conversion rate. So you might find that you're running ads, for example, to certain products. Maybe you're sending them to the home page or maybe you're sending them in some ads to a collection page and in in other ads, you're sending them directly to the product page. You might discover that there is a high conversion rate for a specific landing page. And if that's the case, you would then go and edit your ads to send them to those those winning landing pages, whether that happens to be the collection page or the product page. So understanding your conversion rate across the board for your online store is really important, but then breaking it down to different pages of your website and different locations and countries. And even you could break it down into age categories to see where, where the gold is, where you can go and and hit that switch and attract more of those people that are more likely to convert. Okay, so conversion rate. That's our first metric that we need to understand. The second metric I want you to to be all over is your average order value. This is exactly what it says. It's the average order amount or cart value over a certain period of time. To calculate your company's average order value, simply divide the total revenue by the number of orders. Knowing this dollar amount is so powerful when you start to embark on paid advertising because if you know your average order is, say, in my case for Island Co., $180, you can then decide on how much you are willing to pay to get a sale. So say for me, say for an example, um, just to, to round up to an easy number, let's say my cost of product on a $180 order is $50. That means I've got $130 profit to play with from that sale in order to get the sale in the first place. So perhaps if that's your, if you're in a similar situation and you've got $130 to play with, spending $78 on a Facebook ad to get that sale still means that you have profit left. And not only have you got profit left, you've gained a new customer who hopefully will come back and buy from you again and again. Ideally, you'd be working constantly on increasing this average order value so that you are increasing not only your profits and your revenue, but you're giving yourself more more fat in that sale, more profits to be able to go and invest in other areas of your business, especially marketing. A great way to increase your average order value is to look at things like bundle offers. Perhaps it's like buy one uh, piece, get the second half price. Um, Those offers that you often see at the checkout. So when you add in one item, it pops up and says, how about adding this matching accessory or something like that? 
for Island Co, we actually offer this pop-up and we offer a Hollywood tape, which is a double-sided tape that you can use to keep your kimonos in place and from falling off your shoulders. And it works great. Maybe it's for you, it's slowly increasing your prices on new products as they come out, knowing the cost of the marketing um, and how much it costs you to get that customer, which I'll talk about next, um, knowing that if, if the prices are rising to acquire new customers, you also need to look at increasing the average order value so that you're still in a profitable situation. Now, the third metric I want you to uh, understand and be comfortable with is your returning customer rate or your repeat customer rate. For me, inside of Shopify, I can see this inside of my analytics. I am on, I think, the top plan. I'm not Shopify Plus. I'm just the regular Shopify, but I can see this inside of there. I think it depends on which which uh, which plan you're on with Shopify as to how many metrics you can actually see. Um, but I can see this returning customer rate. And for me, it says that mine is, over the course of the year, is around 30%. We want this rate to be possible because it means we're doing a good job at retaining our customers and inviting them to come back again and again. However, if it was more than 50%, say, for example, your uh, your analytics told you that your returning customer rate was 90 or 100%, I would suggest that you need to balance that out with existing and repeat customers and new customers. So you would need to look at some marketing strategies to keep acquiring new customers as well as servicing your existing ones. Like I said, Island Co's is around 30% um, for the year to date when I just jumped in and had a look now, um, which is pretty good. Um, You know, there's room to improve. Uh, We predominantly still mostly sell kimonos and I do understand and am aware that not everyone needs a whole wardrobe full of 35 different kimonos. So we're in the co- in the process of uh, developing new products, blouses, pants, tops, dresses, all those different things and things that you can wear together with the kimono in order to look at not only increasing our average cart size order, our, our dollar value per order, but our returning customer rate, having new things for our customers to come back and buy from us. So they're knowing what your ideal, uh, sorry, what your customer return rate is, is really important because again, if you know that your customers are coming back time and time again, that means that you can afford to spend a little bit, a little bit more money in marketing dollars to acquire them in the first place. Okay. Our fourth metric I want you to be aware of, and if you can calculate this one, awesome, but it's a little bit trickier than the others that I've just talked about. So I'm talking about the lifetime value of a customer. If you ever speak to a marketing agency or a numbers person or you know a Facebook ads person, they will probably ask you what your lifetime value of a customer is. Because if we know that, we know exactly how much we can we can spend to acquire the, f- the customer in the first place. The tricky thing is, though, that with this metric, it's not that clear cut or easy to calculate. It doesn't tell me this inside of Shopify. It possibly tells me inside of Google Analytics, um, but I use a different dashboard um, called Wayflyer, and I will link this in my show notes um, that actually pulls this information in for me. But let me come back to that. So understanding and calculating this is is quite tricky because 
more often than not, we're, we're pretty new in, in business. If you're, you know, only been in business for six, 12 months, you won't have enough data to be able to tell you what the lifetime value of a customer is. Um, also I, I, like I said, it's, it's not, it's not totally clear cut. This would probably be easier to calculate if you had a subscription style business where people were ordering from you every month and, or, uh, every three months. If you sold a product that's a consumable, say for example, skincare or I don't know, protein powders or something like that, your lifetime value of a customer is probably a bit healthier than, say, a fashion business. And again, a fashion business for me, that's very niche and at the moment and really only focusing on one sort of style of product. But if, for example, you knew that your lifetime value of a customer was $1,000 or $2,000, that means you can spend a bit more money getting them to become a customer in the first place, knowing that you will make up the profits and the sales over the long term. Now, like I said, I use a, a, a dashboard uh, called Wayflyer. And like I said, I'll put it in the show notes. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. I'm a customer of theirs. But it is a free dashboard, or it was when I joined, um, where you go in and you can link your Shopify store, your Google Analytics and ads and your Facebook ads, and it calculates this for you. So I can log into this Wayflyer dashboard and it tells me lifetime value of a customer and I can see it there. Uh, they actually, their business is inventory financing. So once your business gets to a certain revenue point and off the top of my head, I think it was about $10,000 in revenue a month, you can actually apply for um, the inventory financing. Uh, but I won't go into that because like I said, I'm not uh, uh, I'm not affiliated with them. You can chat with them, but their dashboard is free. When I signed up, it was free. And if nothing else, I'd jump on and have a look at their dashboard because it is awesome. Um, and it tells you some of these harder metrics. It, it has this dashboard. It plugs everything in um, and tells you uh, what they are. Now, the final metric I want you to look at is your customer acquisition costs. So I've touched on this already, but how much does it cost you to gain a new customer? Again, this metric's difficult to calculate on its own. It doesn't tell me this inside of Shopify or even in Google Analytics. It does on this Wayflyer dashboard, however, because in order to calculate what it costs you to acquire a new customer, it needs to pull in all of the information from your advertising spend channels. So whether that's Facebook ads, Google ads, um, all the different places that you might be spending money, it needs to bring in all of that information to be able to create an average of what it costs you to acquire a new customer. Right now, the Wayflyer dashboard is telling me my cost per acquisition for Island Co. is $78. Now, this is higher than it has been in the past and higher than I'd like it to be, but it is also a, re a reflection of the costs in Facebook after the iOS updates and whatnot. But I'm constantly looking at that, you know, for me, where my advertising dollars are spent and seeing how I can reduce that. And not only reduce it, but if I can also increase the average cart value, that means, okay, if it costs me $78, but now my average cart value is $250, that's okay. I'm willing to spend that. So like I said, if you know, for example, that previous metric where your lifetime value of a customer is, say, $1,000 and my returning my returning customer rate is high, I'm happy to spend $78 on that first order to acquire that new customer in order to then make $1,000 in sales over time because that's where I'll make my profits. Now, I hope these metrics were helpful to you. 
I really, really encourage you to look and investigate what where you're sitting with your online store and also put in a calendar reminder to check these on a monthly basis because, again, they give you so much insights. And when those days when you sit in front of your computer and you feel like nothing's working, you can simply go into Google Analytics and say, right, you know what is working? Sales to New Zealand. The conversion rate's really high. I'm going to spend more money there. Or, you know what, my conversion rate for the US is really low. I'm going to wind down the advertising dollars to them. There's so much insights inside of these metrics um, that will give us information in order to pull the necessary levers in our business to accelerate our success. So I encourage you to go away and have a look at these metrics and I cannot wait to chat with you again, same time, same place next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me. I hope you are loving the tips and tricks I share inside of this podcast. If you want to know even more about scaling your online store, be sure to pop over to my website and pop your name on the wait list to be the first to know when online store success is open for enrollment. We are currently in the middle of a live round, but it will be coming back very soon. And it's an absolute game changer for those that are looking to triple their traffic and skyrocket their sales from their online e-commerce store. I love, love, love helping everyone inside of this program. You get access to me inside of a Facebook group. We have weekly calls. It's an absolute blast. We have a great time. So be sure to pop your name on the list and hopefully I get the chance to work with you soon. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Online Store Success with Jodie Minto. If you loved it, please share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at I am Jodie Minto so I can say thank you. And if you really want to make my day, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like my help in starting or scaling your online store, be sure to check out my free resources and programs at jodieminto.com. Thanks again and best of luck with your store.